Happy Easter, Lamb fam. The Lamb is risen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And as a special gift from our God Remembers family to yours, we have a surprise episode of Trained by the Lamb to celebrate the resurrection of our risen King. And I get to do it today with my sister, Kelly Tyne, in collaboration with her show, Addicted to the Climb. What words can I use to describe this message? It's going to uplift you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to resurrect you. And by the end of this episode, you will have a deeper understanding and appreciation for the resurrection. I'm ready. If you're ready, I'm going to hop on the mic and we'll get this thing started. You're about to be trained by the lamb. I think there's no better place to start off than let's like when we talk about resurrecting, right? And certainly we're in the Easter season right now and just the resurrection and just how that is literally the only thing that has given us the ability to be in the same room as God, as our eternal creator, right? And to say that we are actually worthy now and to actually say we are sons and daughters of God. And so we talk about, and we're going to talk about, you know, your passions and your goals and your dreams, your visions. And once again, being who God designed you to be, when we talk about resurrecting, it's going from death to life, whether it's with, even with your faith, if you are going from death to life. And certainly when it comes to being who God designed you to be, there might be a lot of your listeners out there right now that might be on the early side of that, right? They may be dead in terms of who God has called them to be. They may be struggling to find out. I know there's a lot of people especially younger, uh, younger people that are in college or maybe just graduated college where they don't know. They have a lot of those questions where it's like once they finally have, for some people, maybe for the first time in their life where it feels like they have their whole life in front of them, that can be really, really taxing on someone's mental health. And it can be really overwhelming to try and understand where God has you to be. But that's the great thing about the power of, and even just the word resurrection, is that it always comes back to, what Jesus did for us. And now because of that, we have the ability to draw even closer to God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us that that we will have that navigation laid out for us Mm -hmm. to where we can now resurrect our passions, where you are going from death to life, from uncertainty to certainty that Jesus, only Jesus can provide. So that alone is why I'm so passionate about this. And I can't wait to see where we go with this and where God navigates us even in this conversation. But yeah, it all starts with understanding what the word and the power of the word resurrection. Amen. Amen. It is going from death to life. I mean, so where in your life did you need God to resurrect you specifically? (laughs) Yeah. Well, as we touched on it, there's no greater resurrection than the spiritual resurrection. And that's for me, you know, like I said, two years ago, going from death to life in my own uh, spiritual decision to do that. As far as, you know, more practical things in terms of decisions, goals, what God has designed for me and what he's called me to do with my life. I was actually about this time last year, maybe about 11 months, but it was right after I graduated college. So I mentioned again, those Recent college graduates, I, I'm right there with you because for the first three months after I graduated, and I have two degrees, I have a journalism and a business degree. So you think, oh, Zach, you'll be fine. I wasn't making any headway on a lot of full-time jobs that I was applying to. Mm-hmm. And certainly my passions and where I wanted to go, they change over four years. I mean, four years is a long time to say, oh, my passions are going to be the same, whether you're in college or whether you're not. 
but that was it for me was I wasn't making any headway here. My passions had changed. Obviously, you know, when I started off college, I wasn't following God and now I was, so it's like, now I've got that factoring in as well. So I just, after about three months of, you know, I could say I was trying to just be so narrow-minded that I was like, man, is this really all God has for me is just a full-time job? And I sat down, I was like, over time, coming to realize who God has designed me to be. And there's different ways that we could talk about, you know, practically how you can do that. But just understanding your strengths, the way you're wired, who he has designed you to be, the more you can come to know that, right? You will be able to sit down and ask God. And that's what I had to do is I had to sit down and ask God the hard questions and say, God, what do you want me to do for my, what do you want me to do with my life? What is your will for me? Help guide me because I'm in a season right now where my life just doesn't seem to have any direction. It doesn't seem to have a path. It's unclear. I didn't see the whole staircase. I didn't even see the first step, right? And I was asking God for just the first step. And sometimes we just have to ask for the first step. And that's what I did. And yeah, so that was where God helped get me from death to life, where he was able to give me a vision, just a vision of who he has designed me to be and where he wants me to go in the future. And certainly there's a lot of steps to get from point A to point B. But at the end of the day, it all started with just that first step. Yeah. What is that first step? What is one thing I can take today to begin resurrecting my passion? And it's only going to be done once again through God, through Jesus, through the one who did the resurrection. So right. I hope that makes sense. It does because it's it's about fully putting your faith and trust in God. And that's what it comes down to. I think that, you know, we try to do things on our own all the time and it doesn't lead us necessarily in the right direction. And people feel so frustrated and I'm in a job I hate. Well, did you pray about it? Maybe you didn't. And I say all the time, you know, my mom, I grew up with a mother who prayed about finding the parking place in the mall. (laughs) So she was always like, before we get there, just find that parking place for us. So she, we prayed, she taught me to just pray about everything. And not that that's going to mean everything's going to be perfect either. We know, right, Zach? Sometimes we pray about things that we want might not necessarily be God's plan for you though, in the end, because he always has a better plan than you can ever imagine. And I think it's sitting quietly, though, in his presence. And like you said, praying for his guidance, ask him to lead you, open the door. And, you know, what I like to say, too, is showing, asking God to show favor on me in a situation or in my life, show favor on me and let me get ahead in some certain way and let me know that it's you, you know. So it's about having a conversation with God directly And you can do that at any given moment. In taking that first step, the climb, Zach, the climb is what it's all about. It's it's a climb. And it's like anything. You know, you're a young guy finding your way right now. And God has a plan for you. And for you to lean fully in him is just incredible. I'm very excited to watch what God does in your life, to be honest. I I mean, I know it could be scary. so much. Yes. I mean, I know because I have a young, my daughter's turning 23 going on her way right now. And we talk about it all the time to lean in. So talk to the young kids right now. What, what is part of your routine that you do to stay connected to God in this world that is trying to pull you towards the world? Tell us a little bit how you as a young 
20 something year olds do that because I know it's not easy being your age. Yeah. Well, on my show, we do talk a lot about habits and disciplines, things that, especially right now when time is just flying by so fast, right? And we talked about that at the very beginning, but time is flying by so fast. It is so good sometimes to just slow it down and say, you know what? We're going to take this one day at a time. I'm going to stop making my weeks feel like days. I'm going to start making my days feel like days. I want my days to feel like days. I want my hours to feel like hours. I want time as abstract as it may be in a whole concept it was something invented by God, right? We are constantly moving forward. And ultimately, time is going to come to an end when Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. So how can we take advantage of time? How can we use uh, the best of the time that God has given to us, as you mentioned, to draw closer to him, to spend time with him? Because that's what he wants. That's what a relationship involves, right? Is giving time. It involves sacrifice. And so I know a lot of people might not like that word. But guess what? It's one of those things you're just going to have to accept because that is what God has called us into. It, that Any relationship that is worth anything, it's going to involve sacrifice. And so my first thing is, and I, I really uh, harp on this um, a lot, is just schedule time. Like actually write it down. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to get into my Bible whenever you know I have time today. Because if you do that, you won't have time today. You'll find other things that are going to feel much more comfortable because that's what we love in our American society is just to be comfortable. We like things convenient. The gospel is not convenient. The gospel was not meant to be convenient. Our relationship with God's not meant to be convenient. That's why he says it is a sword. He came to bring a sword, not peace. It's living and breathing, and it is a sword that will divide families. And just the same as it divides families, it will divide your day up, right? God requires us to give time to him. So that's my first thing is just actually write it down. Write down when you are going to and actually commit to making time for God, whether that's Bible time. I like to do Bible time first thing in the morning. That's another thing. Not just not just schedule it, but make it the first thing you do in the morning. Because if you're not doing it the first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. What are, what are you doing in the morning that's more important than that? That's my question. <laughs> so I love if you're it. not doing it first thing in the morning, you're saying something else is more important. Something else, I need to get to something else first before I get to God. Or you're letting in all the other thoughts of other people instead of putting God's thoughts in from the very beginning of your day, right? Yep. You're allowing the other outside things to take up space in your mind. When I say, just like you start your day in the word. So you have, you're grounded, no matter what happens in your day, you're grounded at least with God. Right. Yep. So Bible time, first thing in the morning. And then certainly this will be really helpful for a lot of, I don't, I'll assume that a lot of your listeners are work from home, but if you're not working from home, you can apply this too. but Bible time, first thing in the morning, worship music always have music playing. This is something that I do that even to my subconscious, like it's just running in the background and I can hear God's music. So that way, even when I'm tuned out, when I tune back in, right, that's an opportunity for the enemy to try and tempt us, to try and steer us away from God. But if I have worship music playing at home, and even if you're in the car on your way to work, or even if you're at work, I don't know if your employers will allow it, but whatever you can do, Try and always have worship music around you because it's just an always an easy way that you don't always have to be there putting a conscious effort and saying, oh, well, I'm, you know, picking my songs and I'm playing which songs playing right now. No, just let it run. And that way your mind is just subconsciously focused on God. So I do that. That's my number two. And then number three, I think is just making time for prayer. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that we need to 
just reevaluate how powerful it is to actually pray. Because if you actually start scheduling your day, it is surprising. Like it will shock you how much time that you really do fit in between the last time you talked with God and the next time you talk with God. Like for me, obviously, when I do my Bible time in the morning, I pray to God. But it's like, I might not talk to him some days, even for the rest of the day. And it's like, am I really saying that the rest of my day, right, is so perfect that I don't need God in the middle of that, that I don't have anything on whether it's on my heart or in my mind that I need to talk to God, that I need to open up to him because he already knows it. But why am I not having that relationship with him? So uh, prayer is just, that's got to be another top one up there. But Yes. Those would be my three biggest things that I do on a daily basis to try and draw closer to God. And for everybody, it's going to be different. Not everybody has the same schedule, but those would be my top three that I think are pretty almost always universal that everybody could do. I love it. And, you know, it's building that spiritual stamina. And I think you said that somewhere. Endurance. Yes. Endurance and the endurance, because it's honestly just like our fitness, right? If it, you're working, you in order to get stronger in your faith muscles, just like your body, your physical body, you have to go to the gym. If you want to get healthier in your body from the inside out, you have to eat clean, as we talked about, cleaner. You can't eat processed crappy foods or else you're not going to function the way you want to function. So if you're over here, well, I really want to know about God and what does he want in my life? Where is he going to resurrect me from right now? I want to live in what God wants me to do. Well, you have to do that stuff, he says. You have to work on your relationship in building your faith muscles. It's a daily practice. You can't do it sometimes, fall off for two weeks and then say, well, where's God? He didn't show up for me today. And I prayed two weeks ago. Think about that. People do that. They They blame God for everything that goes wrong, but yet they're not spending the time with him to resurrect themselves. I mean, I love that word so much because every day I want to be resurrected, you know, and get excited about my relationship with God. And what does he have for me today? Who does he want me to meet today? What people is he going to bring into my circle that are going to lift me higher and keep me closer to him because the enemy is ready to attack. So I'm trying to build up these walls so my walls are higher than the enemy can get in. And in order to do that, I have to be in the word, just like Z is saying, and pray, take time with God because time is everything. And I love that. that Isn't it so fitting that God tells us to deny ourselves daily, to put ourselves to death and to pick up? What are we picking up? We're picking up and we're carrying the cross. That is the symbol of resurrection. That is what we are here to talk about today. But at the end of the day, everything we talk about points back to the resurrection. So isn't it just so fitting that that's what we talk about, that that's the symbol is that we pick up and God tells us to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves, to put ourselves to death daily. That is the resurrection. Sometimes you even have to lose yourself and make more room for him, right? I think it'd be so easy for us to look over and say, you know, we're resurrecting our passions. We're doing what we're passionate about. We're doing what we want to do. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's what God wants you to do. It's who God designed you to be. It's the passions that God has given to you in that vision, in that path that he has laid out for you. It all goes back to that Proverbs sixteen nine, right? The path that he has laid out for you, the steps, one step at a time that God has laid out for you. So it all comes back to the resurrection. But yes, I agree with you. 
It does. And, you know, it is the Easter season. And to all the listeners out there, do you even think about what this means in the Easter season, you guys? I mean, that are listening right now. What is the meaning for you, Z? Hmm. Just the absolute, just conquering death. Without the resurrection, if that never happened, what fruit would our lives bear? Because at the end of the day, if we don't have the resurrection, there's really nothing to live for. And that's why we just need to lift up our praise. That's why we need to make time for Jesus. That's why we have to put him as a priority. Because if we don't have that, then I don't know how they lived, you know, 3,000, 4,000 years ago. But just without that redeeming and saving grace, for how many times that each and every one of us falls and just saying, we don't have to worry about death. Everybody's going to die sometime. But believers, we live again. And we, just as Jesus rose again on the third day, we now have the ability only by his blood to rise again and to live in eternity with him. And that needs to be the pursuit of everything that we do. So that's just what it means to me. And I'm still trying to grasp that on an even deeper level. But just the fact that Jesus really did conquer death. And because he conquered death, now we can too. Mm, Amen. I have the Holy Spirit goosebumps thinking about that. Because (laughs) for me, you know, being older than you, and I've been walking with the Lord for so many years, it's still such an amazing thing to grasp in your head. And it, it is, he died for us. And that's all we need to know. He doesn't look at our sin. He doesn't say, he need remind us of what we did yesterday that was so wrong or how we wronged someone else. Everything's wiped clean but the blood of Jesus and the blood of the lamb. So that's what people need to be reminded of all the time. He's not a God of pointing the finger and keeping a tally of everything you do. If you go to him and ask for forgiveness, he wipes your slate clean every night. Not to say you should be doing the same thing over and over if you know it's wrong. How are you going to build your faith muscles if you keep doing the wrong things? But it is, it's incredible. And once you get that really in your mind, your walk with God will change, right? Your walk with God will change. But it's all about staying in the word and putting the time in. And that's the most important thing. If anybody takes anything out of this today, I really want it to be putting in time with God. Because even for me, I'm going to be honest, the last three months of 2022, I have been putting more time in with God. And I feel like a new creature again. I feel like I've had a rebirth in my faith. And it's crazy because I told you I've been a Christian most of my life. But it's amazing how God just becomes so much more real and powerful, a powerful force in your life. I'm almost addicted back to my faith. (laughs) (laughs) You know, addicted to the climb, addicted to the Lord right now. I just, I can't get enough of my Bible. And I'm just, I'm sitting in that right now. It's a beautiful place to be. So I love it. I love it, Z. But is there anything else you want to add to that topic? We've spent a good portion of this episode and rightfully so on the resurrection and just the power that that imagery that that not just the imagery, but the power of the action, right? The step that God took, he took the step, he took the first step to come down here to earth from heaven. He didn't have to do that, but he took it and he took those steps to Calvary. He took those steps to die 
for our sin. Yeah, I think that's just a powerful action, a powerful imagery. We just, we can't overlook. And some days we're guilty of overlooking that, but today and every day, I think we just need to always remember that. So I'm excited to get into the passion, which I know you're going to transition here and actually making it practical for your listeners. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's dive in. So how do we resurrect our own passions? (laughs) And you know that you always say, we talk a lot about this showing up. And you say that word a lot. And I do want to touch upon this because showing up is half the battle with anything we're doing, showing up in our health, in our fitness, in our faith, in taking that first step, even when it's hard, you know, life is not supposed to be easy at all where it's a climb and it really comes down to showing up. Right. I mean, I just want to touch upon that because you have said that in your posts, you speak about showing up, make it a point to keep showing up so we can keep going up. And that's important for people to know. We didn't just arrive. It's not like we wake up happy all the time. We have to push ourselves and show up so we can lead others to show up. I think that's really important, right? So how do you show up when you don't feel like showing up? Well, first of all, let me give credit where credit's due because I feel like I inherited that term from you. So <laughs> I'm not taking I'm not taking any credit for this. Guys, Kelly was the <laughs> one who coined it. I just inherited it. Okay. Okay. Part of my, and now it's part of my uh, language. But um, yeah, no, I really like where I, I had a thought when you were talking there. I was like, everybody, and I, this is something I always try and uh, focus on, but uh, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day, right? So it's not like you see these people that are out there doing seemingly so much work, right? Like they just seem to accomplish so much in the day. And, you know, some people just have really strong habits, but it all comes back to everybody has the same 24 hours. They're not getting any extra time. God doesn't gift anybody any extra time to draw closer to him. You have the same amount of time that anybody else has to draw close to him, to pursue your passions, to pursue the calling, the design that he's made for you. So let that be an encouragement for you today is just by recalibrating how you schedule your day, Mm -hmm. recalibrating your mindset and how you approach your day and how you prioritize your day. That's going to make all the difference for you to be able to, here we go. Here's the word, resurrect your passions to be able to be who God designed you to be. So how do we show up? How do we resurrect our passions? As we mentioned, resurrecting your passion practically is going to look like you're going from a place of death, of uncertainty, of not knowing who God designed you to be, right? You don't know. To a place where now you are confident and you are living, you are just shining the light that he has put inside of you and you're confident in just who God designed you to be. So that's why, oh man, I'm I'm so passionate. I'm already starting to get a little chills here. I'm ready. I'm ready to get my blood pumping, but I hope you guys are too, because this is something that I just, I want to see all of your listeners accomplish today when they take this home, start taking notes because we're going to dive into it. First thing, and this is, this is big. We have to start here. Okay. Understand and actually write this word down and put it in all caps. Know your why. Why are you doing what you do? Mm -hmm. Even if right now you're not doing something that you feel God has called you to do, why are you doing it? And if you don't know why you're doing it, if you can't verbally or even just write it down, express why you're doing that or why God has called you to do that, then it's probably not what he has called you to do. And that's going to be a harsh reality, but it is the truth. 
And as we said, the word is a sword. It's going to pierce right through what you think God has designed you to be, but you may be doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And so understand and actually know your why. And when we talk about your why, number one, and we're, we're never compromised on this. I never compromise on this. Number one always has to be whatever you do, whoever God has designed you to be, you give that glory back to him. Mm, it does not matter. It does not matter what your why is. If your number one reason why is not, I'm going to give glory back to God. For this. If that's not your why, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons because that's not what God has called us to do. The two greatest commandments, love God. How are you going to love God and what you do if you're not doing it for him? right? And then love your neighbor. So it all comes back to being able to love and we love what we do by doing those things for them. That's why we are called to serve because we are able to serve God. We're able to serve others. We put others before ourselves. So understand and actually know your why is number one. Number two, and I, this is a perfect segue where I just left off. Do something that is greater than yourself. If you want to resurrect your passions, do something that is greater than yourself. We want there to be more of him and less of us, right? And certainly there's different ways that you can go about doing this. We have discipleship, we have philanthropy, even coaching, right? In coaching, I I almost want to call it servant coaching, where I want to be able to serve you, your clients, Kelly, your clients, your listeners, the people that are listening to this day. We want to serve you guys. We want to be able to provide value for you. And sometimes it's going to be for nothing in return. We're not charging anybody to listen to this episode. This is all free. We're not charging anybody to go out and listen to the gospel. No, nobody charges you to go out and listen to the gospel. Right. But it's all about serving. And I just, I love coaches who are humble. And even though this is what we do every single day, right? We do this for a living. The best coaches will understand that it is not about themselves, but it's about who they serve. So do something that is greater than yourself. And then number three, and this is a big one as well. Bring it back to who God designed you to be. When you can get to a place where you understand who God designed you to be, like Kelly, would you say that you have a pretty good understanding of who God has designed you to be? 100%. But has it all been easy? Has yeah, the road been no. easy? No, honestly, I just came into it over the last few years. It took a while because I was doing my own thing and serving different things that, you know, just doing it wrong. And now, and this is so good because everything you said, I want people to realize one important thing for all the three things Z just mentioned. When you're in the will of God, you have no idea how beautiful, joyous, and fulfilling your life can be. It is a, a place of peace even if you're not making the money you used to make or it's not the money you think you should be making or that. whatever, right? It is, I have goosebumps because I don't make a million dollars, but I have more peace than my hardworking friends working 90 hours a week mm. doing whatever they're doing. I'm walking in the will of God. I'm serving. And it did take me a long time. I'm not saying it was easy like you just asked me. But when you are in that will of God, he'll keep directing your steps, opening those doors, leading you to different people. And it's just so fulfilling to be here. And so I love that you just touched upon all that, because if you don't know your why, why you're unhappy in what you're doing, why are you doing it? You know, God wants to take you somewhere higher. He does. We all were made uniquely 
but we were made with a purpose for on purpose. God made you on purpose for a purpose. And I truly believe that we all are designed with gifts. We all have spiritual gifts. And until you want to know what those are, you have to spend time with God. He will uncover them. And it's a work, we're a work in progress, right? Mm -hmm. See, it's never ending. So I love that. And you were finishing up with the last one is bringing it back to God. And that's exact. And that's exactly what you did, right? That's why we pick up our cross and deny ourselves yes. every day because we bring it back to not who you designed yourself to be, mm -hmm. not to who you think you are, mm -hmm. but to who God called you to be, to who God designed you to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you let anybody else who didn't uniquely, fearfully and wonderfully make you in your mother's womb, right. why would you bring it back? Why would you allow anyone else to call you to claim your identity, even yourself? You didn't make yourself. God made you. So why would you allow anybody else to determine your identity, to determine your purpose, to determine your calling, to determine your passions? Let God resurrect your passions. And this is something that you can do every single day. If you're listening to this right now, guess what? Whatever day of the week it is, it's today. You can do it. You can allow God to resurrect that passion in you. But it goes back once again, and we summarize this. Number one, understand and actually know your why. Not just, oh, I have a general idea of it. No, be able to be confident in why it is that you do what you do. Do something that is greater than yourself. That's what God has called us to do is to love him, to love others, to serve others. It's not about you. The story is not about you. The story is about how you can make an impact for God, how you can serve others and how God can do a good thing in them as he has done in you. And then number three, bring it back to who God designed you to be because it all starts with the creator. He's called the creator for a reason. We might be content creators, but there's the greatest creator. And that is the one who fearfully and wonderfully made you. And there is no other being that should ever claim your identity other than the creator. So yeah, like I said, I got goosebumps just being able to talk about that. And I yes. was, I, my blood was pumping and I hope yes. my, I hope your listeners are the same way. But man, what a, what a great topic to be able to talk about today. It is amazing. I feel so blessed by this conversation in so many ways, because like I said a minute ago, I'm a work in progress. It's never ending. Our faith walk is ongoing. It, you're never going to reach the top of that mountain in faith. I mean, it's God is going to show you and reveal things to you every step of the way when you're ready for it. So just buckle up, get close to God, take that quiet time, talk to him about the things on your heart so he can resurrect something in you that you never dreamed of because when you're walking with God, it's it's just the most incredible place you can be. And at God Remembers, we put such a heavy emphasis on our walk with God. And today you have an opportunity to take your relationship and your training even further. If you want to live the life God has designed for you, then click the link in the show notes to sign up today for your first personalized coaching session with me, Z, so you can begin building the habits and connections that will fuel you and break the rusted, worn-out chains of who you used to be. What are you waiting for? Your new life is waiting for you. Click the link in the show notes to get immediate access to the GR Fit community today.